Okay, let's begin our discussion of Parshas Tetzaveh. Parshas Tetzaveh, which is also Parsha Zachar. So hopefully most of the shear will be, as Rath Hashem, about the Parsha. We have to give every Parsha its due. And um, at the end, hopefully we'll have one or two thoughts related to Zachar and Purim. Haba Aleinu L'Tovah. So just to start off with a thought, I just bought a safer today, so I figured I would use it. I was in the, the Belzer base Medrash today, had a tour of it with my Talmidim, you know, the, uh, the shul that looks like a base of Migdash in the middle of uh, Yerushalayim. So they have a beautiful Svarim store, a great Svarim store on the bottom, one of the, uh, the bottom floors under, underground. So I got a safer there called Yagdil Torah, Yagdil Torah on Parsha. So there it quotes a thought from the Rabbi Henech B. Alexander, just to start off. It's not on your sheet because I just got it today. Said the if you uh, the first first pasuk you know va'ata the tzavas bnei Yisrael you should command bnei Yisrael v'yikroi lech Hashemen zayizach kasis l'maor and you shall take shemen zayizach oil kasis l'maor crushed kasis l'maor it has to be crushed for light for lighting the menorah Rashi quotes kasis l'maor that. For the lighting of the menorah, the oil had to come from olives that were crushed to a pulp. Had to be pulverized. But, the oil that was used for the carbon mincha, you know, the flour and the oil and the, and the frankincense that were put into the carbon mincha, didn't have to be crushed so much. That's the, it learns that different olives, um, the best olives were for the menorah, and you have the different pro- parts of, types of, uh, Processes of grinding them, the Mishnahis and Mesachas Menachas discuss uh, where they get the olives from for the different uh, avodos. So that's the line, Kasus Lamarvalo Kasus Lamanachas. So says the <coughs> Rebbe Hanachme Alexander, Alderach Drush, that Kasus, a person has to crush themselves somewhat. We have to lower ourselves. We have to try not to think of ourselves as so great. We have to be Kasus. We have to be crushed a little bit. But, Lamarvalo Lamanachas. What does that mean? If our self, if we lower ourselves and it leads to depression and it just leads to paralysis, it leads to, I can't go further. I'm a nothing. Who am I? Forget the whole thing. I'm a siyayish. That's not the type of crushing ourselves that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. We have to crush ourselves and say, oh, I could do more than this. We have to crush ourselves and say, there's so much more to do. There's so much, HaKadosh Baruch gave me so much kochos, I'm not using them. Let me use them. So kasis, we have to crush lamar to light up our life, to be meir, to light up the lives of others. Not to give yourself a, a menucha, not to give yourself a rest. I'm, I'm, I'm finished, I'm not doing anything. So kasis, lamar v'lola menachas. So just to buy the saver for that vart. Already, I've already got my, my, more than my money's worth. But uh, that was from the Yagdo Torah, who hopefully we'll be seeing again throughout our, throughout our travels. I only bought shmos, because i gotta got to see if it's... Uh, if it's usable for us. Okay. Start off with, uh, again, the first Pasik, Vyatatitsave. And as we know, many point out, this is the only Parsha starting from Parsha Shmos until the end of the Torah that does not have Moshe Rabbeinu's name in it. The only Parsha, obviously, Bereshus also doesn't have Moshe Rabbeinu's name. But from Shmos to the end, it's the only one that does not have Moshe's name. This is a Kiyom, Chazal say of what Moshe said when Hashem wanted to destroy the Jews. Moshe said, if you destroy them, forget me too. Erase me. 
Erase me from the from your safers. Well, because I, I don't want to be part of it. As we know, when a tzaddik says something, it has to be mukuyim a little bit. So Hashem wasn't going to erase Moshe Rabbeinu, so he erased him from one parsha. Right? That was parsha desave. This might be a smach, a little hint to what we discussed a little bit last year. The machlokas between Rashi and the Ramban. When did the egel take place? Was it before Trumenta Sava or after? As it's written, Trumenta the Mishkan, and then the egel. That's what the Ramban says. But Rashi says, no, Kisisa takes place before Truman Tetzave. So Tetzave, his name is erased, but he didn't say Mechaini Namazifrecha yet. So maybe that's a smach to Rashi that Kisisa comes before, comes before um, Truman Tetzave. But the Vilna Gon points out in source number one that even though Moshe Rabbeinu's name is not mentioned in the, in the text, but there are, as we know, at the end of every parsha, the number of psukim are counted up, are tallied up. There are 101 psukim in the Parsha. 101 Psukim in the Parsha. You look in the second paragraph. The Besidra Hazos Yesh Kuf Alof Psukim. Vahasimin Hu Michael. And that's Michal. Michal Simin. Michal is Gematria 101. So what's the connection to Moshe Rabbeinu? Who, by the way, I forgot to mention, Kimat every year, Moshe Rabbeinu's yard site falls out Parshas Tetzave. Last Sunday was Zion Adar. Right, except in a leap year, where the, everything is different, but in most years, Zion Adar falls out in the week of Parshas Tetzave, where Moshe's name is not mentioned. But there are 101 Psukim. What's the message of 101? Says the Gra. Mishum, where it's underlined. Dahane'elam mishem Moshe hu kuf aleph. The hidden letters of Moshe add up to 101. What does that mean? If you spell out the word Moshe, Mem, 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 Shin, Shin, Yunun, Hey, Hey, Aleph. If you add up all the letters that are behind Moshe, you take the Mem and you take the Yud and the Nun from Shin. Right? So you have the Mem. Mem is 40. And then you have the Yud and the Nun. There's another 60. That's 100. Plus the Aleph. From the hay, it's 101. So the hidden part of Moshe's name is 101. Says the Gra, even though Moshe Rabbeinu's guf is not in the Parsha, his chitzonius is not in the Parsha. You don't see Moshe in the Parsha, but his primius is there. His 101 psukim. 101 is the gematria of the, of the hidden part of Moshe. So that is, that's the primius of Moshe. His, his yard side is in this Parsha. We don't see him. But he's there. He's there 101. Oh, that's the Grah. Continuing, again, at the beginning of the Parsha, we have a Medrash. We have a Medrash at the beginning of Tetzaveh. So we know, so Viatah, the Viatah is Moshe also. Okay, the Parsha, you Moshe, Tetzaveh, as B'nai Yisrael, they should take Shemin, Zayazah, Kasis, Lama'ar, Lahalos, Ner Tamid. And then the Pasuk says, continuing, those are the last two of Perach of Zion. And then Chafches Aleph, the pasuk says, "Bring close Aaron and his children, Yisrael to be kahanim." This is the tzivui Moshe Rabbeinu was told to uh, bring close Aaron. He's going to be a kohen. Aaron, another navi, Elazar, Summer, his four sons, make them begadim. As we know, three quarters of the parsha, two thirds of the parsha is about the special big day kahuna, the four special begadim of the kohen hedyot, the extra four of the kohen gadol. That's what the first half of the parsha talks about. And Moshe Rabbeinu is uh, is the one who passes on the information to all the chachamim who make to make all of the begadim. The Medrash says in the beginning of the Tzavah, source number two, Dover Acher, V'yatah HaKrei V'ilecha, Hadahu Dechsiv, this is what it refers to, Lulei Sarascha Sha'ashuai Azavadati Ba'anyi, in Tehillim, as we know, Dover Amel tells Hashem, without your Torah, I'd be lost. 
Without the Torah, I'd be lost. As a vaditi beyond ye. Says the Medrash. Kisha Omer HaKadosh Baruch Hu L'Moshe V'Atah HaKrevi Lecha When Hashem tells Moshe, get Aaron, bring him close to be a Kohen. Hey, Ralo. Moshe was very upset. He's going to be the Kohen? What about me? I'm not good enough. You got to go to Aaron to be the Kohen? Hey, Ralo. Not clear why the Medrash says that. But Moshe was upset that Aaron was getting the Kahuna. What, I'm only a Levi? He's going to be a Kohen? Omar lo Hashem answers him. Torah haisali unisati alach. No, no. You got the Torah. She'ilu lehi ibadati olami. Without it, my Torah, my world would be lost. It says that if B'nai Yisrael would not have accepted the Torah, the whole world would have gone back to Tov Avahu. Yom HaShishi. The Shishi, we say in Brashist, waited to the sixth day of Sivan until B'nai Yisrael um, received the Torah. So what exactly is this conversation between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Moshe? Moshe is upset. Moshe, the Anav Mikaladam. What was he so upset about? He wanted the Kahuna. And Hashem said, no, 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 you have the Torah. What exactly is the give and take? What exactly is the give and take here? So the Shem Tov asked this. Quotes the Medrash. He says on line three, Vakasha, Valo Hadev Yada Moshe to keep a Torah. Oh, Moshe didn't know he got the Torah before Hashem told him he got the Torah. He did that beforehand. He wanted also Kahuna. I saw one of the Mafarshim explains maybe he wanted Kahuna because Kahuna is automatic. Kahuna is automatic. Right? If I'm a Kohen, my son's a Kohen. Go straight. Don't have to work for anything. This is automatic. So Moshe Abedo said, I want to I wanna be Moorish my prize to my children. Right, we know Moshe Rabbeinu's children did not turn out like Moshe Rabbeinu. Right, they didn't take his mantle of leadership. Just give it to someone else. So, Moshe was upset. I want Kahuna. What's Hashem's answer? What's Hashem's answer? Imke and Eze Pius, he already knew. V'nira lomar. De'ikr mashlo nitno lo Kahuna zehu gadluso. No, he didn't get Kahuna. Hashem is saying, that's godless that you didn't get Kahuna. Why? Dahainu. The Torah shayeches leklalas Yisrael because Torah is open to all Jews. Right? The Torah is called a Morasha. Moshe Moshe what you're getting, you're giving to all the children of Israel. Torah. Torah isn't for one family. No, no. It's a special gift that's given to every Jew. It is the most special gift. And that's what it means. The Keser Torah is, uh, is left for all. What does that mean? He's quoting a Gemara, which is codified by the Rambam. Go to the Rambam for a minute, bottom of the page. The Rambam in Hilchas Talmud Torah. Jews got three, received three crowns. Keser Torah, quoting Perkiyavos. Keser Torah, Keser Kahuna, Keser Malchus. The crown of Torah, the crown of Kahuna, priesthood, and the crown of royalty. Keser Malchus. Keser Kahuna. If I want to be a Kohen, it's tough luck. Tough luck on me. Zachabo Aaron. Aaron, a Kohen, and his family. If I'm not a Kohen, I can't get into it. I can't buy into it. Shenemar. Keser Malchus. Zachabo David. If I'm not in David's family, if I'm not a descendant, it's also still, sorry, I can't be the king. Shenemar, if you're not in the family, I mentioned today before, I was in Bell's Base Medrash, if you're not related, you can't be the Rebbe. Lahavdil. Right? It doesn't matter how. You can be 14 years old, but you're already the Rebbe. Right? It doesn't matter. You're, the, you're, you're blood, you're the Rebbe. Right? So it says, Keser Malchus, Achabo David. 
Right? There's this Malchus and Chasidus. Sheber Zaro Lo'olam, V'yev, V'kisok Hashem B'Shnegdi. Keser Torah, Harim Munach Fa'omedu Muchal Nakol. But Torah is the only crown that is open for every Jew. Every single Jew could get the crown of Torah. Shinamar Torah Tzivalanu Moshe, Morasha, L'Kihilas Yaakov. Komisha Yirtzeh. You gotta just have the Ratzin. Yovovi Yitol. If you want it, you could get it. Komisha Yirtzeh. Doesn't even say Komisha Chacham. Kolmisha has certain abilities. No, all it is is Ratzon. Kolmisha Yirtze, Yavavi Yito. Ends the Rambam. Shema Tomar, Shosan Aksarim, Gedolim Mikasar Torah. Lest you say that maybe the other crowns are greater than Torah. Harehu Omer, B. Malachim, Yimlochu. No, no, no. In me, kings, referring to the Rabbanon, Yimlochu. Lamata Shekasar Torah, Gedol, Mikasar Kuna, Kasar Malchus. Kasar Torah is the greatest. That's why sometimes we learn with our children. We learn about the Mesechus Yuma. We learn anything. And they say, I want to be the Kohen Gadol. I want to be the I want to be the Kohen. What do I get to do? Stay outside the base. I make and watch. What an exciting Yom Kippur it sounds like. You know, so the answer is, Keser Torah Olal Gabehem. The Keser Torah, Kodesh Baruch Hu has a Tafkid for each Jew. Keser Torah is the greatest Keser we can merit. Back to the Shem That's what Moshe Rabbeinu was answered by Hashem. Moshe says, I want Kahuna. Maybe Moshe also was mistaken. Maybe also Moshe thought, oh, the, I want to be a Kohen. Hashem says, no, you don't understand. I gave you the Torah. There's nothing greater than that. There's nothing greater than sitting and learning. Back to the Shem Torah, fourth to last line. Only to Aaron. That also he has was Korach's mistake. Korach thought, if I'm Kadosh, and we could all merit to become Kahanim. And that's not true. You have to be, to get Kahunim, to get Malchus, it's limited. But it's not the greatest. The greatest is Kesar Torah, and that's what HaKadosh Baruch tells Moshe Rabbeinu. At the beginning of the Parsha, the greatest is Kesar Torah. Okay, continuing. So, another thought on the same Pasuk. But to focus on a different phrase in the Pasuk. Again, Chafches Aleph, the Atah, the Torah says, Bring close your brother and his sons from amongst the Jews to be Kahanim. The Maral Diskin picks up on right? from amongst the nation of Israel. Well, where else would Aaron come from? Where he come? Of course he's coming from and also, that's on the one hand. Why does it say it at all? And once it says it, where is Aaron coming from? Right, Hakreb Mitocha Lov Sheva Levi. Isn't that more precise? What's the message of Mitoch B'nei Yisrael? Says the Maharal Diskin. Fitzarach Lahavin, source number five. Mawa Kavana Mitoch B'nei Yisrael. Opir Shakavana Kach. Says the Maharal Diskin. The Bederach Dugman Nire, the Yuchalios, the Beshebet Ruven Yishharbit Hamidachamim. The Yirayelokim. From the Shevet Ruvain, there can be many Tamidachachamim. Many great, unbelievable Tamidachachamim from Ruvain. The Yesh Bohem Echad Shehu Agadol Shebohem. There can be one, the greatest Tamidachacham from Ruvain. Fine. Umi Shevet Shimon Lo Yiu Kokach Tamidachachamim Harbe. And from Shimon it could be, there aren't such great Tamidachachamim. Ach Sheyesham Tamidachacham Echad Gadol Derbioter. But there's one that's the greatest in Shimon. Im Kain Lechora it's very hard to know sometimes. If you have the greatest in this shavit and the greatest in that shavit, 
It's hard to put them together. It could be that if one of them was in the other Shevet, they wouldn't be so great. It's just that they're the best in their Shevet. Right? If you have Lahavdil, if you have an all-star, let's say there was a rule that every team has to have an all-star, right? So you have an all-star on one team, but on another team, it would be nothing. So sometimes if you say, oh, he's the greatest from this group, maybe he's not so great in relative terms. He could be great amongst the group he's in. Right? Similar discussion Chazal have. Noach tamim hayabedarosav. In his generation, if he would be in the door of Abraham, would he be something? Would he not be something? In Cain, says the Maral Diskin, Gamkin it could be. Sha'aron who Levi. Right, we know that Shevet Levi was the only Shevet that didn't participate in the Egel. Let's take Rashi's shot for Rashi's shot for now, and therefore the Mishkan is an antidote for the Egel. So why was the Avoda switched from the firstborns? The Bechoros used to do the Avoda. Right, by Matan Torah, it was the firstborn sprinkling the blood. And then it was switched to the Kahanim because of Sheva Levi. So you might think, okay, Aaron is the best Levi. Is he the best Jew for the job? He's the best Levi. Gotta take somebody from Levi. So that's why I'll pick Aaron a coin. Is he the best Jew? That's why it says it. Says the Maral Diskin, that's why the Pasuk says, Take Aaron, mitoch b'nei Yisrael. There's nobody more fit for the job in the entire nation. Not just from this Shevet. No, no, no. From anybody. He is the greatest for the position. That's the message of Besoch B'nai Yisrael. One thought related to to this idea of Aaron being the greatest. We know what was Aaron's godless out of his many godlios. We know that Aaron Cohen was the peacemaker. The Mishnah tells us in Perkeyavos, source number six, Hillel v'shalai kim l'mehem. Hillel omer, havemi tamid shal Aaron. Hillel says, interesting that it was Hillel. Think about all the stories. We're going to get to some of them in a few minutes. The stories about Hillel in the, in the, in the Gemara. What was Hillel's personality? Hillel said, be a student of Aaron. Oiv shalom v'rodei shalom. Right, to love Shalom, run after Shalom, or Baron Solveitchik once pointed out, I saw, you have to be Rodev Shalom. You can't just like, you know, when peace comes, I'll do it. If we see Machlokas, you got to run! Run the other way! Baron Solveitchik says, you got to run away from Machlokas, you got to run to Shalom. Right, they're both running. So, Rodev Shalom, so we know uh, the Rav there, the Rav Baitunura quotes the famous Chazal. How did Aaron Akoin make peace amongst people who were having a little argument? What did he do? Pierce Shubabas Rebbe Nassan. Abbas Rebbe Nassan says, another one of the um, underused, underappreciated Svarim. Abbas Rebbe Nassan. Abbas Rebbe Nassan is a set. It's printed in the back of Mesechas Avodah Zara, the end of Nezikin. It is a compilation, 30 prakim, of Pirke Avos plus... Every line of Perkyavos has a perek, or five Mishnayas about it in uh, Asus Yagla Torah is a whole perek in Avos Rebbe Nassan. So if anybody wants to research something in, in Perkyavos, Avos Rebbe Nassan is a parallel, it's a parallel uh, work which has a lot of uh, expansions. So Pirke Avos Rebbe Nassan, Kate said, Aaron Oiv Shalom. So in Perkyavos it just says Oiv Shalom. Avos Rebbe Nassan tells us what did he do? When he saw two people fighting, he went to each of them without the other one knowing. Do you see your friend? He feels terrible. He can't live with himself. 
He feels so bad of what he did to you. He's hitting himself. He's rolling around in the snow. He's, he's, he can't sleep at night. He feels so bad. And he told me that I should come to you to ask forgiveness. He can't even, he can't even face you. He feels so bad. And then he went to the other one and did the same thing. So they both feel like, oh, the other guy... He really feels bad. I want to be friends with him again. They gave each other kisses. I feel you. Thank you for forgiving me. For forgiving me. They didn't focus on the details too much. And then he, that's how he used to do it. Oh, that's how he was. Oh, Have. That's how he was always Shalom. And then it says, Oh, Vesabrios. How did he do the Makarvan La Torah? Because he used to befriend everybody. People who say, Aaron's my friend. Aaron wants to be my friend. I better. He thinks that I'm such a great guy. I better start being a great guy. I better. He thinks that he thinks I'm a I'm a I'm a, I'm a ben Torah. I better start acting like a ben Torah. That's how he was Makarvan Makarvan la Torah. Asks the Ben Yehoyada. We just had this in Dafiomi last week. Ask the Ben Yehoyada, the Ben Ishchai. They didn't. They they fell for it every time. I mean, how many times did Aaron Cohen do this? And every time, oh, he really feels bad. They should see Aaron coming to their door. I I bet I know what he's going to tell me. I bet he's going to say that my friend wants to forget. Wants to forget. I bet he's going to say that. How did Aaron do it? It's amazing. Another question that he answers in the Mishnah: Oiv Shalom, Rodev Shalom, Oiv is Abrias Makarvan Torah. Is there a progression there? All these are separate phrases. Oiv Rodev, Oiv is Abrias. So the Ben Yoyadin Sanhedrin Davav quotes his son. Rabbi Yaakov, who says as follows, why did they figure it out from Aaron Akoin? So what happens? Mayase. So he quotes the question, why did why they fall for it each time? So line nine. So Mayase Aaron, what did Aaron do? Aaron was a very shrewd peacemaker. What did he do? First he ran Shalom out of town. He went in the opposite direction. That's the first level. Oh, Eve Shalom, he loved peace. How did he, how did he do it? He started off being Rodev Shalom, going in the opposite direction. Meaning what? Sha'omer Laruvain. He used to come to Reuven and say, Shimon did that to you? If he really did that to you, he's a terrible guy. If he really did it, you shouldn't be friends with him. Right? When we hear that, we're like, yeah! Yeah, we're, he's right on, right? So when we hear somebody that agrees with me that I'm so upset that somebody's, 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 um, you know, uh, accepting and, and verifying my, my, my feelings. Oh, Aaron, you're the greatest. Sha'oma the Rubin, Kach Amar Shimon, Bekach Asa, as God of an omen so. Oh, you can't bear his sin. I mentioned this morning in Shia. Where in Shulchan Aruch does it say God of an omen so? This is just as an aside. There's one place in the Shulchan Aruch that I'm aware of. Could be more. But there's one place where the Shulchan Aruch says God of an omen so. Talking during Chazar Zashatz. And brackets. Okay, back to us. Anyway, the Atah says the so so says Aaron Akoin. He says to Reuven, if Shimon did that to you, he's a terrible guy. The Atah tir defeyu at a harm of a Fight him tooth and nail. Don't give him an inch. If he really did that to you, Velotasa shalom imo b'shum often. Never make peace with him. Says Aaron. If he really did that, he doesn't deserve to have you as his friend. Once Reuven heard this, he says, Aaron's on my side. Aaron, really? He, he, he's a, he's a, right? He's uh, saying that I'm right. He really cares about my COVID. And then Aaron started. 
Little by little. I agree. If he did that, he's a terrible guy. But you know what? Let's talk about this again. What exactly happened? Let's talk about this. Let's 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 discuss it. Let's rehash it. Let's see it again. And slowly, slowly, Aaron starts poking holes in the story. Did he really mean that? Are you sure he meant to do that? Are you sure he did it on purpose? And eventually he got it. Eventually, Ruvains didn't think that Aaron wanted to come and make peace. Because at the beginning, the whole first half of the conversation, Aaron was on his side. And that's what he continues. So that's the shot in the Mishnah. Oiv Shalom, that's the goal. So how do you do it, Rodev Shalom? First, you run Shalom out of town. You go in the other direction. And then, no, then you bring them back together. Oiv Sabrius. Then Oiv Sabrius, Umakarvan Latar. But that was Aaron Akoyan's Gavlus. And it all flows from the Maral Diskin. He wasn't just the greatest Kohen or Levi. He was the greatest amongst Am Yisrael, fit for the job. Good. Let's go now to Chafchaz Dalad. Chavchez Dalid is the list of the Bidei Kahuna. Ve'ilu ha'begadam asher yasu, choshen ve'eifad u'me'il, ketones tashbis b'tsefes ve'avneit. Right, there's choshen, eifad u'me'il, ketones, b'tsefes, avneit. Right, two missing from the Pasuk. Two missing from the Pasuk, what are they? The Tzitz is not here, and the Mechamasayim are not here. But the Archaim HaKadosh says the greatest one and the least of them are not here. Because the tits is unique and the mechlasayim, the, the pants, the, the shorts are unique. Anyway, not for now. I think we touched on it last year. But these are the eight begadim. There's a well-known Gemara in Mesecha Shabbos that discusses this Pasuk. Story, Shabbos Laman Alf. Shuv Maisa, source number nine. Shuv Maisa Benachri Yechot, Shahiyah Ovra Achor Medrash. There was a non-Jew who was passing by a base Medrash. Passing by a base Medrash. Vashama Kol Sofer. And he heard a sofer say the words. What was a sofer talking for? So maybe he's, it's based on the Tosus and Mesachas Menachas. Tosus says that before a sofer writes a word, he has to say it. Based on a Gemara there. That Moshe Omer Vekosef. That Moshe Rabbeinu, when he got the Torah, he said it and he wrote it. That's why the, the, the sofer, before he writes a word in the Torah, he always has to say it. So he heard a sofer say, the Arpasik. He hears all of these about these beautiful Begadim. Omar, halalala me. The guy, the guy says, wow, who wears such beautiful vestments? Omrulo, the Kohen Gadol. The Kohen Gadol wears such begotten. Omar, oso nachri ba'atzmo. That non-Jew said, you know what? Eilech ve'esgayer b'shvil she'yesimuni Kohen Gadol. I want to be the Kohen Gadol, says this non-Jew. Welcome around, this sounds amazing. Beautiful clothes, all this covered. I want to be the Kohen Gadol. So both the Shammais, he comes in front of Shammai. Convert me because I want to become the Kohen Gadol, he says to Shammai. Shammai says, get out of here. What are you doing here? I'm not interested. Pushes him away. Right? This is the less famous story from 10 lines. 10 lines down from here is the story about teach me all Torah on one foot. Uh, but here's the, the previous story. So Shammai throws him out. Hillel, Gairei. Hillel, can I convert? I want to become the Kohen Gadol. He's like, sure, sure. Okay, he converted him. Omar, but in the conversion process, 
Hillel says to him, You know, if you want such a great, prestigious position, you got to learn about the job first. Right? You want to be the king. You be the, so, you got, so, so go learn. So go to learn about it. So he said, okay, I'm going to start. Halach Vikara. So he started learning about Hilchus Kahuna or Hilchus, Hilchus uh, Avoda. Kivan Shehigia Vahazar HaKarev Yumas. He comes to the Pasuk of if a non-Kohen does the Avoda, he shall surely die. Omalei. Mikrazal Minemar. He says to Hillel, Hillel, by the way, who's this Pasuk talking about? Who's a czar? Omalei. Afilu al David Melech Yisrael. If David HaMelech tries to do the Avoda, he dies. He's not a Kohen. He's from Sheva Yehuda. So, Nasa Oso Ger Kalvachomer Ba'atzmo. The Ger thinks to himself as it comes to Kalvachomer. Right? A Kalvachomer is, is logic. So even newly or not even Jewish people can have a Kalvachomer. Uma Yisrael Shenikru Banam Lamakom. Jews who are called children to God. Umitoch Ava Sha'avim Karalem Bani Bechari Yisrael. Not only are they children, that they're firstborns of God. Ksiv Alehem Azar Karev Yumas. David HaMelech would drop dead if he does the Avoda. I don't have great yuchus. Forget it. I'm gonna forget it. This is this is not for me. So Balafne Shamai, so he comes back to Shamai and he says, Amalei, Klum Rau, I need Leos Kohen Gadol. Why don't you say something? Can I be the Kohen Gadol? If I look at you must. So he starts screaming at Shamai. No answer is recorded. Balafne Hillel, he comes back to Hillel. Amalei, on the son Hillel. You humble person, Hillel. Yanuchu lecha brachos aroshcha. Let there be brachos on your head. Shehikravtani tachas kanfei hashchina. You have caused me to come close to Hakadosh Baruch. Okay, that's the uh, little more left to the story, but that is the um, that is the story about our pasuk about the big Kahuna. What exactly can we learn from this story about Hillel and the ger or the potential ger? Uh, what can we learn about? So many things. We're going to focus on two ideas. How and when. First, the how. How did Hillel give Tochacha here? How did, how did he, he knew that guy wasn't, you knew he wasn't going to become the Kohen Gadol, but what did he do? How did he give Tochacha? Did he start screaming at him? Did he throw him out? He said, okay, let's learn about it. Many times, doesn't always work, but many times the tochacha that we could give, the education that we could give to our children, to our students, is gafka through the Torah. How did he teach him? Open up a chumash. It's a fascinating two lines. I quoted this a couple of months ago from Chikum Amtakim, the biography of Shlomo Zalman, the encyclopedic biography where he quotes in source number 10, Kasher Rabbeinu Ayaro Yel Bebeso, when Rav Shlomo Zalman used to see one of his kids, one of the Midas the child was having trouble with, with his gaiva, with his kina, with his, with his kaas, whatever it was, Rav Shlomo Zalman said, he didn't say, stop it, you're being arrogant. What did he do? He took out an Orchas Sadikim and started learning with them about that Midah. You know what, son? Let's learn about Shar Simcha. Let's learn about Shar Ha'atzlus. Right? Let's learn about the Midah. The Tochacha, the education, was through the Torah. How much we could teach, how much we could teach a child, how much we could teach a student, more than we could say. We can open up a Sefer. There are many topics that might not be 
so comfortable even for a parent to bring up. And through the Torah, through a Mishnah, through the context of Torah, then the material, the information, the lesson, the message could be transferred. That's what Hillel teaches us. He wants to give Musr. He wants to give Musr to the Ger. Start learning. Start learning. You'll get the message. You'll get the message. It's one idea that we can learn from, from Hillel. That's the how. What about the when? What about the when? Says Rav Zelig Pliskin, one of his svarim, growth through Torah, from t- source 11. From here we see a most important principle in dealing with the unreasonable requests and demands of others. Some people feel that when someone makes a mistake, they must immediately correct him. But timing in making corrections is crucial. Somebody's wrong. I feel the need. I have to, if they're wrong, I have to tell them that they're wrong. I have to, because they're wrong. Maybe wait, Maybe they're not ready to hear they're wrong right now. Maybe it'll be, no, no, they're wrong. I have to say they're wrong. Hillel didn't say a word. Hillel knew that now was not the right time. It wasn't going to sink in right now. Always, if you tell a person something that he's not ready to yet to hear, you'll fail to have the positive influence that you could have had. If you were to wait patiently, always be aware of your goal when you wish to correct someone. If somebody makes a mistake, it might be better not to correct them at the moment. Wait till later. Wait till later. And then afterwards, you know, we don't have to. Right? The Gemara Yavamis tells us in the little letters, just like it's a mitzvah to give somebody rebuke and tell them something that they're going to hear, they're going to li- listen to. It's a mitzvah to say something in the proper time and it's a mitzvah not to say something at the improper time. We always have to know exactly when somebody is ready to hear something. And it's not only just our, our children and our students. Sometimes somebody in shul. Somebody in shul. Something happens in shul. Somebody at, the, uh, at work. It's just there are certain moments that it's just not shy to talk to somebody. And if we try, it's, it's not, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. That's also what we learned from Hillel. Hillel tells us it's all in the timing. So we learn the how through the Torah and the when that is, that is through Hillel waited to give the, to give the Musr. Okay. One other thought on the Parsha before we get to a couple on, on Purim. Uh, and that is a Klayakar. Klayakar, um, one of the classics. The end of the Parsha, as we know, we go through all of the Begadim. That's the first part of the Parsha. And then after the Begadim, we have the Miluim. We have the Karbanas that were brought at the beginning of the consecration of the Mishkan. And then, all the way, tucked away at the end, of per- in the beginning of Paraklam, it is the Mizbeach HaKatoras. The Mizbeach HaKatoras. Right, not for now, but it's also a question what this what this is doing here. We have all the Kalim and Truma, all the Bagadim and Tetzave, and then one clay. Oh, Kash Baruch Hu forgot. Chas V'Shalom. Oh, yeah, Abizeach HaKtoris. P.S. You know, this is supposed to go in the, in the previous. This is supposed to go in Truma. I forgot. All right, well, what's it doing here? What's it doing here? Why is the Mizdech HaKtoris here? Question. We're not going to deal with that now. We're just going to deal with the symbolism. The clay deals with the symbolism of the two Mizbechos that we have. We have one Mizbeach that we know, the large Mizbeach that has a ramp to it. You walk up and you sacrifice all the animals on that Mizbeach. That Mizbeach is in the Azara. That is outside the Hechal, right? The ramp is on the south side. You walk up going to the north. On the west side is the Hechal and the Kodesh Kodashim all the way on the west. 
That's the ramp. There's no, you can see it from the outside. You see the smoke going straight up. That's one of the ten nisim that occurred every day. That's the Mizbeach Hachitzon, or Mizbeach Avanim, as it's called. But the little Mizbeach, the Mizbeach Hazahav, the Mizbeach Aktores, all synonyms, that is inside the Heichal, along with the Menorah and the Shulchan and the Heich, and the and the um, uh, Mizbeach Hazav, a little Mizbeach, very little, which the Kohen Gadol sprinkled some blood on, uh, on Yom Kippur, and we burned Ktores there, incense. So what do we need two Mizbeachos for? You just do it on one. The big Mizbeach had four different fires on top of it. So use one of them for the Ktores. Says the Klayakar. V'yasisa Mizbeach Miktar Ktores. Source 13. Kefiyah Nereh. These two Mizbechos are there to set up and help us conjure up in our minds that they're each two be mechaper on a different element of our personalities. The copper Mizbech, the big one. The first Mizbech HaNachoshes is the physical chait, the chait in the physical realm. We sinned physically with our bodies, and the physical, the mizbeach, which is made out of stone, which is made out of the most mundane item that we have, that gives us kapara from our physical averus, or the uh, the physical side of our averus. The olav makrib and and that's why we bring animals on that mizbeach, because animals are physical. Animals are like are like us. The the anim, animal in me is where the chait came from. Even the mizbeach. How what? How tall is this mizbeach? Six amas. Six amas. How many feet is that? Five feet. Six feet. Right. So it's, right. It's about the height. It's about the height of a of a person. Gimel amos. Depending how big your amos are. Right? The animals and the height, it's all about the gufani side of man, because our sin that we did sullies our physical body. Says the Klayakar, But our neshama, our neshama also requires kapara, not just our bodies. Our neshama was affected by the sin. It became tummy, it became impure, because it's sitting in his body. And an animal, carbon, has no shaykhus to my, my neshama. So I can't get a kapara with that animal. That animal has nothing to do with my neshama. That animal has to do with my guf. As it says in Kohelas. How can it be from Neshama? We discussed earlier, Pasha's Bracious, Nasa Adam. What does the Ramban say? Nasa Adam, the Behema Shabo, the physical part of our body and our Neshama, but it's two different things. We can't be, our, our Neshama can't be purified with an animal. Therefore, line 12. Alkain Siva Elchai Kelchai Hashem Lasos Mizbeach Hakatores Hamala Asher Vareach Nichalach. That's why we have another Mizbeach, another Mizbeach with spices and incense and smoke, something more spiritual in nature. Lechaper Al Ruach Bnei Adam Ha'Olah Hilamala Ashanak Tores, like the smoke, like the smoke of the Ktores. 
is to teach us. You have to grind the Torah is very, very fine. Remez l'neshama, daka menadaka, the neshama is very fine. It's very fine. And how tall is this mizbeach? Mizpamas mizbeach say yochiach, kibon omar, ama arko ama rachpo. It's an ama, ama this way, ama that way. What does an ama symbolize? An ama symbolizes something singular, one. Each neshama is singular, is unique. L'chapra ba'a neshama, shenikres yechida, k'moshah kodesh baruchu echad. It's in there, and you bring that. You bring it in the morning. You bring it at night. Zmanak Taraso, because we get on a shama in the morning, and we return on a shama at night. Every detail says the says the klayakar is connected. Uba line twenty-one. We clean it out. We do it in the morning. We do it at the night because that's when we have to take care of our neshamas. That's the connected to the Mizbeach, to the Mizbeach HaKtaris. Two Mizbeachos, two Kaparis. Along these lines, many out there might be familiar with the thought of Rav Salvechik. The Rav and Alachuva writes, what does a sin do to a person? This exactly parallels the Klayakar. Says the Rav. On Yom Kippur, two phrases are used in the Torah. One is, Liyom HaKippurim, source 14, Kemolid Shuva, Yeshnei Aspektim. There are two aspects of Shuva in general and Yom Kippur in specifically. Rashis, Yom HaKippurim, Mechaper. It's a Mechaper. Ki veyom ezeyechaper aleichem. It atones. But also we know, Yom Kippur is Mitaher. Letaheraschem. It purifies. What's the difference between Kapara and Tahara? Atonement and purif- Purification. We would say in English. What's the difference? It's machaper, it's metaher, same thing. Says the Rav, no, 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 they're very different. Let's go back a step. A chet, every sin does two things to us. Number one, the chet is mechayev us. A sin obligates me in a punishment. I have to get physically punished. I have to get malchus. I have to get misa. I have to bring a car, I have to carbon, whatever it is. Physically, the chet is mechayev me. But also a chait is mitamemi. A chait makes me impure. A chait affects my neshama. My body is chayiv and onesh, but my neshama becomes tame as well. Right? That's the two. That's the two aspects of what a chait does. So look at the second column. Line six. What does that mean? What does it mean that the chait makes me tame? My neshama becomes solid. It means that I become more distant from God. The chait takes away. The chait affects me. It takes away my, my royal standing, my closeness to God. Right? I become pasal Why do I become pasal if I do certain averis? Because I'm chayv and onesh? No, because my, 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 my atzmius is affected. Right, my 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 personal standing in the Jewish nation becomes affected. That's nothing to do with being chayv and onesh. That's not the mechayv. It's mitame. So when we want to become clean, we have two elements. We need a mechaper. Mechaper is atonement. Mechaper means wiping away the onesh. We don't get a punishment. But that's not enough. We need tahara also. After we get rid of the punishment, but our neshama is still far away. So we need kapar. We need tahara. To get close. That's the puzzle. He's going to get rid of the punishment and the tarashem. 
and to purify you, and to purify you. That, those are the two mizbechos, says the Klayakar. The physical fixing, that's the mizbech anachoshes, the mizbech avanim, and the mizbech aktores, which is the mizbech that will help me spiritually in my quest to become close to God. Okay, two final thoughts related to Purim and Parsha Zachar. One of them I just saw five minutes before the shear, so not on the sheet. From Elohim Moadai. Right, it's what I mislabeled a few weeks ago. The Karasal Shabbos Oneg, that said, has a safer Elohim Moadai. So there it quotes a story which I've seen elsewhere, but it's on the Pasik of Vigam Charvona Zachur Latov. As we sing in Shoshana's Yaakov, we also have to remember Charvona. Charvona was great. He should be remembered for good. What's so great about Charvona? We'll talk about it in a minute. But there's a story. I might have even mentioned this story at some point in the past. It's a story from about Rav Chaim Yvelajan. Rav Chaim Yvelajan had a Kabbalah. He took upon himself never to make a bracha unless someone was there to answer Amen. That was his Kabbalah. He would never say a bracha unless someone was there to answer Amen. Maybe, I'm just adding this in, maybe it was because if we ever say a bracha when somebody's listening, we say it better. Right? We say it slower. If I know somebody's listening, so then we, right, I, um, I, um, say Baruch Atah. I know I'm, I know I'm, um, focused on it more. But maybe, anyway, that's the story. That there was a Kabbalah of Chaim Yvelajan had, and one time he was in the basement just late at night, and he was very thirsty. He was very, very thirsty, and there was nobody around. And he wanted a drink, and no, he couldn't get a drink, because there was nobody around. He didn't know what to do. Uh, and he fasted and fasted until late at night, until finally he hears somebody outside the door of the base Medrash. He runs, he opens the door, he's like, oh, one of his Talmidim. He's like, oh, he says, Rebbe, I, I didn't know if you were still here, I just wanted to ask you something. And um, he says, ask me, just wait a minute. Amen. Then he asks him, he speaks to him in learning for a few minutes, and he goes, fine, wonderful. The next morning, Rebbe Valajan sees the student in the base Medrash, he says, I just want to thank you for last night, because I was so thirsty, and, you know, thank you for coming. The student says, I don't know what you're talking about. I went to bed at 10 p.m. and I didn't get to the base bedroom until now. Rav Chaim's like, no, you were here last night. You were there so I could say a bracha. The guy's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Rabbi, ask my roommates. Right? I was there on the base bedroom. I was not in the base bedroom. And Rav Chaim realized that it must have been a malach that a Kaddish Baruch who sent because he didn't want him to be so thirsty. So he must have sent him a malach in the form of this student and that's what happened. But the story continues. That, that, that part of the story was in the Amen book. If you have the Amen book at home, that part of the story is in the Amen book. But then there's a Hosafa here in, in the Ele Moadai where he quotes that forever after that, Rav Chaim Yvelajan was always Makar Tov to this student. Why? This student didn't do anything. Says Rav Chaim Yvelajan, if Eliyahu picked him to do identity theft, right? If Eliyahu picked him to choose that... He should be the one that I'm going to dress up as. There's got to be something special about him. There's got to be something special about this student. Elio Anavi picked him to dress up as. With that background, the Medrash says that Charvona was one of the non-Jewish Persian officers of Achashverosh. And Ba Elio Anavi Bidmuso. And Elio Anavi dressed up like this Charvona to tell Achashverosh, you know what? I think that tree out there is a good fit for Haman. He was a he was a Persian Yoetz advisor. So Vagam Charvona Zakhar Latov. Vakarish Baruch who picked this guy to bring the Yeshua through 
Navi, the Medrash says that Elio Navi dressed up like Harvona. The Gam Harvona Zachur Latov. Elio Navi picked him, so he's also he's also we remember for good because that is that is uh, even something that that should um, should should bode well for this for this person. Okay, Begam Harvona Zachur Latov. One final thought from the Halekach Vahalibu, a message that not only for Parsha Zachar, but this is a message for life that he tells us. Parsha Tesave, Parsha Zachar. But it really has nothing to do with Parsha Tesave. Last page, source 15. We know, we mentioned a little bit last year already, that Amalek, this week, Zechiris Amalek, right, before Haman, um, what are we supposed to remember? Zachar is a show of Amalek. Amalek represents doubt, represents Suffolk. The gematria of Amalek is Suffolk. Right, that's the, it's doubts. Last year we spoke about how Amalek represents doubts in terms of he tries to get rid of Hashkachas Hashem. No, Kodesh Baruch is not really in charge and the Makas weren't really so amazing and we'll attack the Jews, don't worry about it. Doubt in terms of our belief in God. Says the whether there's Hashkachas Hashem. Maybe he suggests a different path in this understanding of what we're supposed to think about that Amalek represents Suffolk. Where it's underlined. What really brings us higher and takes us to the next level in Avodas Hashem is the simcha that we have in doing the mitzvah. If I'm not sure about what I'm doing, did I do it? Did I not do it? Did I do it correctly? I'm not sure what I did. If I have doubts about my avoda, I'll never reach that level of simcha. Ki hasveikos moneyu moneya mimenu asimcha. Doubts prevent me from having full simcha. Ki hudoeg umetzatev. I don't know what's going to be. I don't know what I did. Did I do it? Did I not do it? If I do a mitzvah, oh, Baruch Hashem. If I'm not sure if I did it, I don't know. That's Amalek. Amalek puts Sveikus in our life about our avoda. Last year we spoke about a Kaddish Baruch Hu. This year about our lives. He puts Sveikus and he says, he says, you really working? You did the mitzvah? You didn't do the mitzvah? And when somebody's in doubt, they can't move forward. Doubt is paralyzing because we're not sure of ourselves. We don't know whether we should do it. We don't know whether we should continue or not. We have to be so sure of our avoda, so strong and just go. He quotes a fascinating Gemara in Chulin. Gemara in Chulin of Zion, line twenty-five. Rabbi Pinchas ben Yair, Rabbi Kozel opinion Shvuyim. Rabbi Pinchas ben Yair was going to do opinion Shvuyim. Pagaba beginoi nara. So he came to a river. He came to a river. Amarle ginai chalokli memecha ve'evarbacha. Says Rabbi Pinchas ben Yair. Split. He says to the river. Split. Amarle atahalech laatzos b'tzon chaka koncha v'aniolech laatzos b'tzon koni. Hey, you were trying to do what God told you to do, and I'm trying to do what ta- God told me to do. I'm flowing downstream. That's what God told me to do. You? You're trying to go redeem somebody. Who knows if you're going to be successful? So, sorry. Eventually, it's split. What do you see from here? Ki Adam Shehu Vadai Ain Biachola Shumdavar Laakev Alav Vilamnoa Mimenu. 
If somebody's sure of themselves, if they're going, if they have a rutzen, there's no stopping them. No svekas. If Pinchas ben Yar had no svekas, he was going. Ki be'emes, kol ha-meniyos ba'vodas Hashem, v'chol ha-hesteros, enam ela dimyonos sherotzim l'noami adam ila'alos. Every time we have a suffix, we have a doubt. Da- is this a good idea to do? Is this a good project? Is this a good thing I should be learning? Is this this, is this that? Am I worthy of it? Is it good for me? It's all suffix. And that's all the koach of Amalek. Says the lechach v'halibov. The chol koach ha-dimyon ba'me adam atzma yadishu choshev ki ha-dimyon yish l'koach u'metzies amiti. We start imagining things and we give imagination, we make it into reality in our brains. Right? But it's only imagination. Aval miyad kasher adam machlit bevada'us shehu oseh shalom ve'eno ispayel klal me'adimyonot ad kol ha-dimyonot b'telim me'atzmam. Everything falls away. Everything falls away. Everything is clear. He says it's even Marumas in the Megillah. Next column. What does it say? And Mordechai didn't bow down. I just mistranslated that on purpose. Mordechai lo yichra velo yishtachave. What do you mean? Mordechai lo kara velo yishtachave. What do you mean? Lo yichra velo yishtachave. Lashen asid. Yishlomar. If you're sure of yourself, it's going to take you into the future. Lo yichra velo yishtachave. If I'm sure of myself, if I know what path, if I know I'm doing the right thing, if I believe in what I'm doing, so then I could run with it. I could run with it. And finally, one point even deeper than this. What is it that causes me to have sphakus? What causes me to have to don't know about the future? I don't know, so I don't know what I'm gonna are we worried, we're paralyzed. Says the Lekach Vahalibuf, line 16. The Yeshlomar Ke'inyan Amalek Hugeus. Amalek also symbolizes Gaiva. Symbolizes Gaiva. And also his Gematria is Rum. Right? Rum. Very high. What's the connection? If I have a doubt about something, so why do I have a doubt? It's because I think I'm in control. And I don't know what's going to be. And therefore I have a suffix. And therefore I'm paralyzed. I don't do anything. If I had true trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, total bitachon in Him, capital H, and I realize that I'm not in charge. I am not in charge. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in charge. So then there's no doubts anymore. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu has a plan. He has a master plan. So the root of doubt is gaiva. Because I'm putting myself in charge. I don't know what's going to be and therefore I'm not going to do something. No. If I put a Kaddish Baruch Hu in charge, If I know everything's from a Kaddish Baruch Hu, I do what's, what's in my control and I go. And that's what we have to realize. And one final point he says, one final point in the last paragraph, a lot of things, a lot of uh, material in this last piece. He says, how does a person come to that? Many times we could feel, well, I have, I haven't been that way. I have done certain things in the past that haven't, I haven't, uh, you know, lived up to this level. So he quotes a chazal. He quotes an idea from this, from other svarim that vaday ole bigematria line thirty six Vaday is gematria. I will be. So besides being a name of God, eke. But I will be means if I'm Vadai, I can become a new person. This is what I'm going to be. This is what I'm going to become. That's overpowering 
Amalek. Because Amalek is about Suffolk. Amalek is about saying that the person's in charge and therefore that causes fakus. When we remember Amalek this Shabbos and on Sunday and on Monday, wherever we might be, we have to remember HaKadosh Baruch who's in charge. We don't see him a lot. Right? This Hester Panim, he's out in the Megillah. He's not in the Megillah. Moshe Rabbeinu's name is not in Tetzaveh, but he plays a major role. His previous is there. Right? Michal, Kufalaf. But Hashem Baruch is also in charge. And once he's in charge, if he can really internalize that, and we're really vada and sure about where we're going, so then we could be to the level of vada'os in our Vodas Hashem and conquer, conquer Amalek. Okay, we'll stop here. Everybody should have a Purim Sameach. Purim Sameach. Somebody said in Yeshiva this week that that we use, we say generally Freluchid Purim and Achad Kusher V'Sameach. But really, maybe it should be the opposite. Really, Purim, where there's a danger of it not being so kosher, we should say you should have a kosher Purim. While on Pesach, where we're so focused on crazy and getting the murrors and the matzahs, and what, you should have a freluch in Pesach. Right? Your Pesach should be the simple. As a mitzvah of simchas yantiv. So we should have a freluch and a kosher Purim. Say it that way. Okay.